This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Salutations. What's up? Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. This is the Wednesday short shot episode. We're just going to have a quick one and we're going to get out of here. At least that's the way we always think it's going to happen, isn't it? Uh, or at least with some customers or even in our own personal lives. Uh, how's everybody doing? Hopefully everybody's doing okay. Uh, uh, a lot of restaurants getting shut down. Oh, God, uh, it's getting rough out there again. Uh, hopefully you're all taking care of yourselves. You're wearing your masks where appropriate or, uh, you know, just, you know, uh, just staying healthy. Please, everybody stay healthy. Uh, now that I got that out of the way, uh, let's talk about today's quick drink special. I stole this off of an Instagram profile from my buddy. I'm Well, he doesn't know that he's my buddy, but I'm going to call him he's, um, my buddy uh, from a previous episode Episode 70, it turns out, Sir Mix-A-Lot. He, I stole a drink off his Instagram uh, Instagram profile. It is called Sex on an Island. Hell yeah. Anyway, how you make this Sex on the Island, according to Sir Mix-A-Lot? Uh, one ounce of vodka, your choice. Uh, I uh, As Legacy 97 I uh, is the one that he chose. Orange juice, cranberry juice, grenadine, and peach schnapps on the float. So... Uh, give that one a try. Uh, once again, he has taken a great picture, great presentation. He garnishes it with what looks like an orange and a raspberry. Is that what? No, it's cherry. Uh, and a really cool sword skewer. And uh, well, you can't have a tropical drink without a umbrella. Come on, that's what the those little umbrellas are for. That and so pretty girls can take them out of the drink and stick them uh, behind their ear. For some reason, I think that's cute as hell. So, uh, thank you, Sir Mix a lot. Go check out his profile. Go find out more about him. He is an awesome uh, uh, freelance bartender in California. His profile is Sir underscore Mix underscore a lot. Sir spelled S U R. So go check that out. Yeah, you know, I uh, this show may not be for the weak of heart, the weak of stomach, the weak minded. Generally, people that uh, get uh, grossed out pretty easy, but a lot of stuff has been coming up. I, you know, like I warned you people a uh, few uh, a while back, um, when people are allowed to come back out to the bars after the big quarantine, they're gonna forget how to act. They're gonna forget the, you know, their drink tolerance. Some of them probably improve their drink tolerance because I saw tons of uh, videos of people. Uh, just downing champagne or just drinking, uh, you know, pounding uh, beers. And what, what was that uh, fad for a little while where you you drop, uh, put the beer on top of the basketball, drop the basketball, and then try to catch the beer in the air? Yeah, a lot of people have been uh, working on their uh, drinking games during that time. But some people probably didn't take the time to really uh, maintain their drink tolerance. And, uh, you know, a lot of things come to mind uh, when it comes to that sort of thing. Now, based on my own experience, one of my favorite stories that I tell a lot of people that I get shit for because they 
thought I handled it kind of poorly, but I still stand by it. There's this uh, group of people that would come into uh, come into the bars. I think it was like uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, they would make the circulation around town, and uh, my bar was the latest bar open in town. So uh, everybody would eventually end up at my bar late at night. Now this guy, uh, I uh, I had to walk over to the other side of the restaurant to get put dirty. Uh, dirty glassware into the dishwasher, get them cleaned up. And uh, as I'm walking over to the kitchen to get the clean glassware out of the dishwasher, all of a sudden this guy opens up the door and he vomited in the sink. In the sink. The toilet was literally two feet away. He couldn't make it. He, I mean, it was just a one-person room. It uh, wasn't a stall. There were no walls in his way. There was no line. He was already in the bathroom, and he vomits in the sink. I see that he's about to walk out, and I uh, I look look at his face, and I, yep, he puked. And uh, then I looked into the sink. Yep, that's where he puked. I just looked him in the eye, and I said, clean it up. And he said, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So he tried his best to clean it up by hand, uh, not using a paper towel or anything like that and put it in the garbage, and I, oh, shit, I've, I don't think I emptied out the garbage from that room that night, and so whoever got it the next morning probably had a bad surprise. Whoever opened up the uh, next day after that, I am truly sorry, even though that was years ago, and it was probably long since forgotten. But that starts off our uh, total gross-out episode. Uh, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because uh, I've you know been paying attention to social media and hanging out in fraternal order of bartenders and listening to uh, or reading people talk about the bar industry. And you guys are really awesome with your stories. And some of you uh, uh, are telling uh, jogging my memory of things that used to happen to me. Uh I, I'm going to steal a couple uh, posts off the Fraternal Order of Bartenders. I, I, I did talk to uh, the guy that runs Fraternal Order of Bartenders uh, one time. He was uh, on an episode way back. And, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't mind. And hopefully some of these people don't mind. I'm not going to use their names just in case they don't want to get in trouble. Um, well, they already posted on social media. But I'm going to steal these uh, posts anyway because some of them are actually kind of funny. Uh uh, Renee DeGallo on Facebook. She said, this is a first for me. I was offered $30 by someone to give them a mat shot. Who does that? Nobody orders a mat shot. You use the mat shot as a joke. Say, Hey, here's a free shot. And then you laugh at them because the mats usually full of every liquor that you've poured that night, along with creamers, uh, tropical fruit, and yeah, there those things are totally disgusting, and usually you give them to somebody as a practical joke. It's one probably one step above a cement mixer, and that's that's just hilarious. So uh, Renee Degallo, uh, thanks for sharing that one. Um, this one, <laughs> now um, if anybody who's worked with me in the past, they know that I don't like being in the room when you talk about women stuff, uh, time of the month stuff, that sort of thing. 
uh, it because it, I I don't want to hear about it. I mean, it's you know they uh, all you know like my friend Barb, she actually relished in the idea to start talking about that sort of thing, uh, just because she knew it made me uncomfortable. And uh, you know sometimes I'd be like, hey, howdy, you know, there's a dude standing right here, and you know, they just sit there and laugh at me. But that being said, Megan Turner, uh, off the Fraternal Order of Bartenders, she says, I need to vent, y'all. Tonight, not only did one girl puke twice in the middle of my bar, but then I found a bloody tampon under the, under the stool end of the night. Like, legit, what the fuck is wrong with people? Uh, you know, my, my response to her was, uh, must have been one hell of a, uh, 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 reverse bowel movement. I mean, to get a tampon to come out like that, Ugh. um, you know, but people, you know, drunk people, uh, can be disgusting. It's, uh, I mean, I'm sure every single one of you that's listening to this show has some kind of bar story where somebody did something completely gross. Uh, and I'm not talking about the people that try to have sex in the bathroom. Um, well, uh, depending on the people, but, uh, you know, just drunk people, uh, just, you know, the, just their common sense goes out the window. I think that goes along with, you know, just being alcoholics. I mean, or being drunk, you know, there's, uh, is it the sort of thing, uh, would that be the sort of thing that, uh, Megan would go up to that customer and say, here, you left this. Oh, uh, no, no, that probably got put in a dustpan and sanitized uh, the entire bar with the pressure washer full of bleach. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, when a lot of uh, uh, people that have never worked in the service industry, when they think about that sort of thing, they think of drunks as that one guy that's almost asleep drooling on himself. Uh you know, somehow uh, in the bar somewhere. Now I've got different examples of that sort of thing. There's this one dude. Uh, well, this guy came over to my bar because the other bar in town, uh, they were really stuck up. They, they thought they were trained to think we are the place to be. People want to come here and here alone. And, uh, so when some of their more rowdy or dipshit customers uh, would still want to party uh, after closing at 11, they'd say, go over to that bar. Uh, they're going to be open till one. And they're just a sloppy, drunken mess. And I, you know, majority of the time I couldn't serve them because, you know, uh, it's, it was just, uh, you know, you're too drunk. You can't have any more. You're done. You, why, why are you here? And there was this one guy, his name was Bam Bam, or at least that's what they called him. And, uh, he showed up at my bar reasonable, but then all of a sudden he sat down and then he started to get wobbly and then he started to pass out. But then Lowrider comes up on the, uh, jukebox and he's just like, yeah, slams down the beer. I decided he is not getting any more from me tonight. Uh, in fact, I probably shouldn't have given, given him that one, but right in front uh but right after he was making an ass out of himself, 
the girls that worked at the other bar, the stuck up, uh, stuck up bar, they came over to have a quick nightcap before going home. And I looked at him and I said, why are you sending this guy over here? And cause you know, he was, he came over here to wait for you and what, and he's, you overserved him. I'm, I mean, I'd be surprised if his liver's working right now. And they're just like, oh, he's okay. He'll, he's harmless. He'll be fine. I said, well, I'm not serving him anymore. And they, uh, they said, well, we, we cut him off already. And that's you jerks. But, uh, yeah, they sent, uh, they sent him over to me and, uh, I got a little upset over that, but I pretty much just let him be, uh, uh, people just kind of walked around him, even though he, and he started to pass out. He was drool, you know, there was already drool on his shirt. Uh, it had progressed that far. And, uh, I think one of them, somebody t- took him home. I don't, I, he just all of a sudden up and disappeared. And so I, uh, I was actually kind of wondering, uh, how the hell did that guy get home? Hopefully he's, he's all right. Or, and, or hopefully he doesn't hurt anybody on his way home. Cause that would be tragic. Um, but, uh, it's, but that was one of those moments uh, where, uh, like I worked at uh, Boston's pub and grill at the time, but when there was a customer that was, uh, overserved, not necessarily by me. That was one of those moments where right before they left, I'd say, thanks for coming to Wankers, just so they could get another bar, uh, bar's uh, name in their head. And so if the cops stopped, uh, stopped him and said, where are you coming from? They go, Wankers? Uh, and Wankers was the uh, was the bar that uh, had the stuck-up people. That I don't know what they're like nowadays, but it just seemed like that's the way they were back then. But... There, that was just one case of dro- uh, drooling customer. The other case of drooling customer that I had was uh, this guy. He came up to the bar and he was just talking to me, just talking. No, no big deal. He was just finishing playing pool for the night. And all of a sudden he started to fall asleep standing up. His eyes were shut. He wasn't wobbly. He was basically a statue and his mouth was open and the drool just started going down. And every once in a while, he'd get that, you know, brief moment of consciousness to wipe his mouth. But then it would start coming down again a little bit later. And, uh, and, but, you know, eventually one of his friends, I'm sure about this one, his, one of his friends took him home. Because I, I was basically like, he's done. He needs to go. And they were like, oh, yeah, come on, man. Let's get out of here. Okay. And, you know, but, uh, one of uh, the last one that I'm going to talk about is, uh, I'm sure this happened, has happened to other people, especially any places that have some kind of lottery system, video poker slot machines, um, in their bar, wherever, uh, it's legal to gamble in bars. There was this bartender that this didn't happen to me, uh, in particular, but another bartender told me this story where there was this guy, uh, he was playing video poker and just shoving every single dollar he could possibly get out of the ATM into this machine to try to get something. Now that alone is, uh, kind of, uh, tough to stomach for me because after uh, the most you can win on a, a lottery machine where I worked was 600 bucks. So, once you've reached 600 bucks, the best you can do is break even. But 
you know, the odds of that happening are uh, really low, uh, especially if you've been playing the same machine for hours. Some people believe, yeah, sure, uh, you've really worked the machine. Now it's going to pay out any second. But this guy was totally into this machine, didn't want to leave it, and he just kept playing and playing and playing. And uh, eventually, one of the other players in that uh, in the poker area comes out and said, something stinks back there. And all of a sudden, that dude that was working on that machine uh, gets up, runs to the bathroom, and then comes out a couple minutes later and uh, plays video poker for a little while. And then all of a sudden, somebody says, uh, there's something wrong with your toilet. And so the bartender goes into the uh, the restroom. Apparently, the poker player had shit himself. And when he realized that he was about to get busted for shitting himself, he ran to the bathroom and put his underwear, his shitty underwear, into the toilet and tried to flush it and backed it up. Something fierce. That pissed off the bartender. Well, that the bartender I'm talking about right now, he was always a little bit on the edge. Uh, got pissed off about everything. If uh, if a keg blew, that that ruined his night. And but uh, he, that pissed him off. So he was gonna ready to uh, burst back into the poker room. Eighty six. That guy throw him out on his ass. But the guy had already split once he realized that he was about to be busted. So. Uh, he, the bartender had to carefully uh, take the underwear out, throw it in the garbage, and then get it uh, get it out into the dumpster, and just so the toilet would be working again for the customers. And you sip. Uh, I've heard that story from like big casinos, like the Las Vegas, the Reno's, the Indian casinos. That sort of thing happens all the time, and I sit back and think. Dear God, people have some respect for yourself. I mean, I mean, sure, you think that the machine is working for you, but you need to take time for yourself. Uh, you know, because taking a shit that that that's you time. You know, you don't you don't have to share it with everybody. But you know, with this quarantine thing, though, uh, be on the lookout, everybody, because a lot of people have forgotten how to uh, how things work when you're in public. In fact, they've probably made up their own stories in their head and just because they've forgotten and think, well, I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have the right to take a shit right here in this table because I paid to sit here. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm just making that up. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Hey, I'm sure you guys have a lot of stories out there that you'd like to share and I'd love to hear them. I'd love to have you on the show. So, if you'd like to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast or, or just have a quick story you'd like to share, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com or contact me on Facebook or Instagram. Both of those are Hey Bartender Podcast. So anyway, that people, that's it uh, for the quick shot episode. It is last call. So, you know, it, you know sorry to make these uh, sh- uh, shows a little bit short every once in a while, but... Sometimes I got subjects that either I don't have enough to talk about or they're just too, uh, like this one, a little bit too gross to want to go on for uh, a complete show. So uh, remember to check out Hey Bartender Podcast. I post a new episode on Saturdays uh, 
uh, about eight o'clock Eastern. Uh, what is that? Four o'clock Pacific, something like that. And uh, I post short shot episodes on Wednesdays. Uh, if you have a drink or something like that that you'd like to share that I haven't sniped off of Instagram, thank you again, Sir Mixlot. Uh, then uh, just share it with me. Email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. And remember, please, if you'd like to help support Hey Bartender Podcast, please get on www.heybartenderpodcast.com and uh, check out some of the swag I got on for sale, the t uh, Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirts. Help me uh, help support the show and help me keep this going for a little bit longer. But until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, please remember to share, like, subscribe, comment on Hey Bartender Podcast at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, people, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go?